what would you choose? Acute pain or chronic disease? You need you you've got to rip the band-aid off, right? You've got to you've got to make that hard decision. You've got to have that hard conversation. And you know, the outcome is going to be the right outcome. But you cannot not address it. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. Great to be together with you today. And we have this feeling, and I think we're pretty accurate on this, mainly because I think we know how you feel, that this episode is going to hit and strike a chord for, I would say, the vast majority of this group. I would say, dare to say, Dr. Stephen, 100% of the listeners. (laughs) Especially when you think about your whole life. But even if we just thought about your business only. Today, we want to talk about specifically the decision-making process and making the hard decisions. And you know, you can see that the theme in our episode is choosing acute pain over chronic disease. I know we're talking to a bunch of healthcare providers here, and we know that we don't even market pain. But I'll tell you, this one strikes a chord. Why? Because it's a chief complaint. It's what brings people in initially. Uh, and I'll tell you right now that if you don't, as we know and we teach in healthcare, symptoms are the last thing to show up. It's the first thing to go away. We know that pain, right, is not a great predictor for health, but we do know that in business, when you don't address the pain and you don't deal with it, it it'll just fester and it stays and it remains and then it becomes a diseased part of the organism uh, when we don't address things and we don't deal with them head on. Dr. Steven, so today we want to talk about your audit of your business, thinking about right now, especially Dr. Steven, wherever you're listening to this, but I know we're listening to this at a, or recording this at a quarterly transition. It's a great time to be auditing your business and think about, you know, what are the things that you've been tolerating? What are the areas of your business that you have just allowed to, diseases you've allowed to become chronic in nature? They be, there's necrosis at this point setting in. You know, there needs to be a, a pruning process at this point, at this stage in the game. Uh, Dr. Steven, we are, uh, we're going to shoot straight today. And um, we're mm-hmm. going to ask you to leave this, this mastermind uh, experience of a, of a mastermind. You know, it's a podcast, but it feels like a mastermind with all of you listening in it, yeah. uh, with making some decisions. Yeah. So uh, this rolled right out of um, one of our masterminds this morning. Uh, just as a coaching call, we were, I was talking to one of our clients about a tough decision that he was trying to make. And, um, at, you know, at the end of the day, it boiled down to, you know, he was, he was feeling the, that entrepreneurial pressure, right? That business pressure as an entrepreneur, you're always under pressure. And I like to say that you're either pregnant with a great idea or you're constipated with the decision you're not making, but there's always pressure, right? Though this guy was just jacked up on this decision. And, you know, I just hit him between the eye with a, with a question with love, you know, it's like, you, 
what would you choose? Acute pain or chronic disease? You need you you've got to rip the band-aid off, right? You've got to you've got to make that hard decision. You've got to have that hard conversation. And you know, the outcome is going to be the right outcome. But you cannot not address it, right? You cannot not have that awkward conversation that will reconcile the situation. You cannot, I love the word you use, fester. You cannot let these situations fester in your business, in your life, in your mind, in your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you're listening right now. What is that decision right now for you that is festering? You feel it. You know that it's hanging out there. You know, it's occupying too much of your mind share. It's distracting you, whether it's distracting you at home or it's distracting you at the office. It's, it might be it's distracting you during your team meetings or even worse, table side when you're adjusting patients. You know that there's a relationship that's gone sideways or there's a situation that's either toxic or deficient. There's something there that doesn't belong there. There's something that's missing that needs to be reconciled. Where's the toxicity? Where's the deficiency? Where's the decision that you need to make to take your business to the next level? Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. So Dr. Steven, I immediately go to a few things. And so I want to pull on some of the tools that many of you have heard us discuss in, in this podcast. And we've given a lot of these things away in previous uh, episodes. One of the first things that I want to share for you to use as a filter when deciding and making decisions is your vision story. So we encourage you to think as CEOs in three frames of time. So we always measure what's important now, what's important next, and what's important ultimately. It's actually a really important time when you're making tough decisions to go to your vision story and look at what's important ultimately and ask yourself the question, if from when you go to your destination place and you look back and you and your future self talks to you and your present self, what would your future self tell you your present self to do? So go and pull out your vision story because that future Dr. Pete three years from now talking to the Dr. Pete today will be unemotional and crystal clear in how he communicates with the Dr. Pete for today. And so one, one great exercise, and if you don't have a vision story, you're not regularly updating your vision story, that's actually, a, that's an issue. And you, you should probably have that, make that decision. That's probably another decision you need to make is to be willing to write it down. You get it written, right? Cause like Dr. Stephen, you always say, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. And you know, as the CEO, we are the visionary, right? The chief visionary officer, as well as the chief energy officer, you, you own and govern that for the whole company. So go back to your vision stories first and foremost. Second, is to pull out your business core values and use your business core values as a way to audit yourself. Because if you're the one who has to make the decision, you have to look at your own values and say, am I operating in alignment and within integrity of in this organization as a member of this team if I don't make the decision? And use your own core values to create the conviction that you need to create the activation energy to move forward, you know? And so we know, we, we say we run value-based companies. We make value-based decisions. Okay. 
that's cool. That's cool. It's nice to say it, but you should do it, you know? And so actually let's get our core values out. Let's sit with our core values. Let's put the decision next to our core values and let's ask ourselves, Hey, how am I going to approach this in a way that's aligned? That's at it in a place from integrity. Um, that's that's gonna that's going to allow me to operate in the state of integrity and alignment, so that I can move forward. And Doc Stephen, I love how you talked about the tension, you know, that we live in. You know, as as entrepreneurs and CEOs, I love how you talked about the pregnancy versus the constipation. Here's the thing that's going to happen: is right on the other side of that that decision, you get rid of that constipation. What ends up happening is oftentimes that's where the next great idea, the next great, great revelation, and the next great person comes into your life. You're just resisting it. We're resisting it from happening, you know? And so it's, it's really important that we, we end the resistance. We remove the interference. As you said, we got to get rid of the toxicity or address that deficiency. So I'm going to encourage you to use two things. Number one is your vision story and talk to yourself, go to your future self look back over what's going to happen over these next three years. Talk to yourself today and tell yourself, give yourself a little bit of direction. And the second thing is using your present day core business core values to look at those and say, hey, how do I become the leader who's going to operate within the context of my core values and actually make this decision well? And I would, I would encourage you to use those two things as, you, as you're making the decision uh, because I believe that will really help you. So, hey, this is probably landing straight where we're aiming, which is right between your eyes right now. So if you're listening to this, we're going to keep it short and sweet today because you've already made up your mind. Listen, you already know what to do. You already know, you already know what to do. Dr. Pete and I are very, you know, we're, we're, we, we honor our commitment to not telling you what to do. Listen, you already know what to do. Okay. So listen to that voice within, you know, understand that, you know, we've made a commitment to you that we won't tell you what success looks like but we will tell you where success lives, right? And this is a law of the jungle. So as you're a CEO, you're, you have a fiduciary responsibility to that business. You have a commitment to a purpose and to a mission to optimize that business, which means the expression of the potential of that business to manifest the vision story for what's next and ultimate for your business. This is the law of the jungle. This is not your idea. This is your responsibility. You have to make sure that you make core values decisions, value-based decisions. And there are three things that need to line up. Success lives when you experience the alignment between three things, your core values, the core values of that business, your vision story for your business, what success looks like, and your behaviors. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, it's Dr. Stephen Franzen here, and I'm here with a very, very good friend, longtime friend, and a very special guest on our podcast, one of our success partners, it's Dr. David Fletcher from CLA. Dr. David, it's great to see you, man. I can't wait to hear about what's new over there at CLA. Oh, Stephen, it's wonderful to be invited and to be part of the Remarkables. And uh, there's always something new going on at CLA. You know, we we pride ourselves in 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 leading the innovative curve when it comes to making chiropractors and technology come together. Oh man, you you guys without a doubt set the bar for technology in chiropractic, especially in the clinical side. But you know that leads into the conversational side, the promotional side, the marketing side, which leads to better conversions and retention. You know what? I love the fact that our 
clients can all leverage your technology to make a bigger impact and a bigger income. So on behalf of chiropractic, man, thanks for all you guys have done. It's just been awesome. Oh, well, you're very welcome. You know, as a chiropractor and a, and a passionate one, it's been this joy I've had to find ways to to make it easier to build retention and for make it easier for families to be attracted and communities, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, if if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a scan is worth 10,000 words because it really allows us to to make the invisible visible. We talk so much about what chiropractic is, but now we get a chance to really do the show and tell or tell and show and it's super exciting because each one of the you know enhancements that we've made to our technology from years ago when it was a wired piece of technology to now when we're working from iPads, it's the streamlined nature. It's the ability for us to, to work with very productive practices and make sure that there's no stickiness in the relationship of, of doing an examination, doing a report, and developing the care plan, and then delivering it so that there's that retention model. Man, um, so you know how we, I know you're a listener of the podcast, and you know we we have a uh, a bit of a game that we play with our with our success partners. Uh, you know, in these interviews, this is a seven minute interview, and I ask you three questions, and the challenge is, is can we get all this in in the remaining six minutes? Right. My first question for you is, does it work? And does it work? Okay, so I, I always I love asking that question, especially on the technology side, because uh, you understand what I mean when I say that. It's like of the course. technology itself is like. Is it user-friendly? Is it something that um, our, a busy practitioner can bring into their practice and integrate into the, uh, you know, obviously I'm biased on the remarkable practice system, but in any system that's a subluxation-based vitalistic practice. So does it work? Does it integrate well? And does it work as far as does it actually, do you actually see an uptick in referrals? Do you see an uptick in the conversion process? And uh, and I know you're a data guy like me. What do you see as far as retention goes and, you know, fleshing out the family, et cetera, et cetera? Well, you know what? Yes and yes is the answer. Um, you know, one of the things that we know is that it's it's critical that you are comfortable building retention-based re-examinations and re-reports into it. So the latest iteration of the Insight has 20 plus uh, combinations of reports that you can build from, which means that it's doing a lot of the talking and the telling for you. So once you've done the exam, which in, in a full exam of a neural profile takes less than seven minutes, it gives you all the data that you're looking for so that you can have the immediate conversation, but also the tracking conversation with the patient. We also did something which is to score that relationship. So we spent a lot of time with data scientists looking at the efficiencies. And so the answer is yes, we get reproducibility and the ability of making sure that the scores are progressive. One of the things that matters really clearly is that they, the client and their team have the confidence to rely upon this data. We don't want them feeling like there might be a gap in it. So the actual instruments have been built now so that there are stop checks within there. If it's not gathering the information correctly at that moment, it stops the exam and reflects on them to go back and do it again or to stop that. So reliability and validity are all built into the system. Retention-wise, yes, because one of the things that we know is that the confidence begins with the practitioner and their team. And if they know that they are getting not just simple symptom-based uh, modeling, but actually functional neurological modeling that's going on with that, they have the confidence to know that they can give a deeper retention-based care plan or a neuroplastic care plan. It can last for months and even years when you're following through in the system. Okay, beautiful. So you know what we teach the chiropractic process, the patient's arc, the arc of their journey is yeah. attraction, conversion, retention, right? So, uh, and I believe that it's all about retention. I know you and I share the spirit of that. It's not about getting people, just getting people started or getting them checked or getting them adjusted or closing them, you know, all this 
language that we hear inside of our profession. It's about getting families to the point where they are leveraging chiropractic as a lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings, right? So you've got to be able to convey that right value and you've got to be able to communicate that and educate your people. So I love the fact that there's this red thread throughout that attraction process, conversion process and retention process, right? So obviously in in attraction, I used to love showing up to a corporate wellness event or a spinal screening or what have you. And, and I would demonstrate, you know, uh, checking people and be demonstrating what we we're looking for. And people love technology. So it's the oohs and ahs. And it's really impressive when they see something that's, you know, it's, it's a great demonstration of what we're trying to describe in a sort of nebulous, you know, concept, something that's new to them. Right. So, and then of course, in the conversion process, being able to show somebody themselves, right. So this is you, this is normal. This is you. Right. So, and having that contrast, the human mind responds really well to contrast, right? And then of course, in retention, as you go through progressive progress exams, re-exams, re-reports, re-signs, recommitments, and their second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, care plan, it was the red thread that lived through the whole thing because you could go back historically and reference like, David, this is where you, when you started, you know, this is your brain on subluxation. Here, here's you at your first progress exam. Here's you at your second progress exam. Here's you at your fourth, you know, at your R4, at your re-exam. What do you see? Right. And they can tell you what they see. It's so visual. And then say, now this is your last progress checkup. Here you are a year later. And here you are now. Right. And if, if the patient's been doing really well, you can show them what they're doing well. If something, if they started missing appointments or you wonder if they were losing value, whatever, it's an opportunity for you to say, what do you see? And they say, oh my gosh, it looks like I'm sliding backwards. So it's a way to demonstrate to people what has has been changing or the status of the state of their nerve system, as opposed to just saying, Hey, David, how are you feeling? You know, has there been any traumas? Like what else are you going to base future recommendations for care on when people are in wellness care at that point? So, you know, I, I just behalf of all the TRP docs, I want to thank you for that. So, you know, talk to me about like that wellness plan design. I mean, so you, so you guys, obviously this has been intentional. What are you seeing with the doctors as far as their conviction, their certainty when it comes to leveraging this technology to have, ongoing, you know, lifetime chiropractic care for families. Yeah. When we, when we were designing how they were going to report, we realized one of the gaps was that um, the doctors would make it up, if you will, in, in their own language, there's something positive about that, but then they would sometimes lose the plot. So we started to develop the core score, which was this, this very uh, well scripted, but well organized approach to where we could look at the neural efficiency. And what we did when we were gathering the data for that, Stephen, was that we were able to literally see that there was a threshold of this neurological efficiency. And we have that both for children and for adults. And what it allowed us to do was to sort of um, give the doctor and their team the ability to get them in the early stages to strive to get to that, that, that threshold level. But once the patient got there, then they were motivated to keep that threshold and that number growing. And this has been a huge changeover because it takes this, this ideation of, oh, I feel better, or I think I'm going to keep it here. Or there's a real tradition in chiropractic offices to say, well, you know, you've been coming to three times a week, twice a week. Let's see if we can cut it down and keep it improving. Well, we don't believe in that. We believe in the neuroplastic responses, the more the better within reason. And so the scoring system has been valuable at doing that. And, you know, one of the things of ease of use that you mentioned, and I wanted to highlight this is I used to go out and do corporate screenings all the time. In fact, they were a lifeblood of it. And we have this now with an, with an iPad interface, which allows them to have no disconnections at all. It's just done right on the iPad. That's right. And 
And, and what corporations adore is stress orientation. And that's where the neuropulse or the HRV system we have ties in. So they don't have to worry about the spine. It's a non-spinal test that talks about the bigness of chiropractic through the nervous system, not simply how they correlate the nervous system to the spine. Lots right. and lots and lots of iterations there. But retention is about the adaptive conversation. And that's what the scoring does. And that's what the HRV does is that's that right. it shifts it from the spine to become more of this intent of saying you're in an adaptive phase. That's exactly right. It's positioning, right? So we're yeah. positioning ourselves more accurately, which is that healthcare practitioner that makes sure that the nervous system is clear. And the purpose of the nervous system is to adapt to stressors readily and appropriately. So it, it forces that conversation and drives the branding that we want, that, you know, that's how we want to be branded in the community. Love it. And I love the quantification. I love the scoring. If we've learned anything from the medical world, it's that people will actually learn numbers like blood pressure and cholesterol numbers and A1C, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's awesome that we now have a core score. All right, David, you did it. That was seven minutes, man. Well done. Uh, so last question. The third question is the easy one. How do people learn more about the insight? How do they get in touch with you? You know, we just redesigned journeys within our website, insightcla.com. It's a brilliant uh, pathway, very, very inviting. And there's no way that you would get lost in it. It's a beautiful system. Love it, man. We'll put that link down in the show notes below. David, thank you for helping our people help more people. That's the spirit of our success partners. And you guys are just such an awesome, dare I say, remarkable success partner. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.